Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome again to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. This is Brad Shattuck, your host, and it's a beautiful spring day here in beautiful New Hampshire. It's April the 15th, 2023, and so beautiful outside, I figured I would do my episode from the beautiful sunny lawn that I am sitting on. Um, and first, I would like to report this is my first episode since... I had a tragedy on March 23rd, 2023. My oldest son, who was 23 years old, was killed in a horrific car accident. His fiancée was driving at an excessive speed. She was doing over 80 miles an hour on a 25-mile-an-hour exit off of the highway. Never even hit the brakes and hit another vehicle head-on. And my son was killed instantly. It's been a huge, horrific time for me and my wife, and of course with her borderline personality disorder, it was amazing to see what would come about if it would trigger her and set her off, or what would happen. So I was not only grieving and dealing with this tragedy, but holding my breath to see how my wife would be affected. But, anyways, this episode um, has to do with not expressing your love and compassion can trigger thoughts of infidelity and um, other thoughts. So, with that being said, that's the topic of this episode, so um, I hope you'll stay with me, join, and listen, and if you have any questions or comments, as always, you can send me an email at thirddegreepodcastnh at gmail.com, that's T-H-I-R-D-D-E-G-R-E-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-N-H at gmail.com. So with that being said, let's continue on with the episode.
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Living in Third Degree with VPD. And um, like I said, this episode is in regards to when you have somebody in your life with BPD, especially when it's a significant other, girlfriend, fiance, wife, um, and there becomes a, an absence of that closeness in a relationship, you know, that compassion, those loving words, um, almost when you kind of pass by each other, um, you know, without that closeness of acknowledgement. Um, but especially, you know, at nighttime when um, cuddling seems to become scarce or absent and, um, you know, compassion in general. You know, in most cases, yeah, it doesn't affect some people. Um, other people, you know, it, it does affect in some ways, but when somebody has BPD, it seems to set up, um, you know, fuses to the fireworks of splitting, and it can be either, um, you know, their normal time frame of splitting, or it can turn into a long um, argument, you know, um, days on end, and um, now, my point is, at least my experience with uh, my wife having BPD, um, in her mind, she figured if I'm not giving her those uh, kind, loving words and the cuddling, um, the lovemaking, uh, the little sweet kisses here and there, then I obviously must be giving it to somebody else. And um, fortunately, that was not the case. Um, you know, sometimes just in general, you know, sometimes when you have a lot of stress, you know, especially like work-related finances and so forth, uh, that seems to kind of overtake, um, you know, compassion and so forth. Um, you know, or, you know, other stresses or just, you know, Sometimes in a relationship, you know, as time goes on, people aren't like they are or were when they first, uh, you know, the, the unfortunate thing, and which really hurts, or it seems to make me sad, is when people are together for a while, um, you know, you hear some people getting that seven-year itch, but just after a while, sometimes it can be as early as six months, a year, a few years, but people just, you know, they're not like when they first met. They're not all cuddly and kissy. You know, that newest, new love. Or that puppy love kind of wears off. And, you know, it's just, you know, natural for that to happen. But sometimes it just becomes where each one of you think of each other as just, you know, a part of the furniture in the room. You pass by each other without really any acknowledgement. Um, you know, it, it just sucks. But people with BPD take it in a very deep and um, horrific way. You know, um, I remember before, like all of a sudden, out of the blue, you know, and, and you know, sometimes you don't realize these things, you know, and it takes somebody to bring it to, you know, the table and bring it you know, to the other person's attention. And, you know, some people shrug it off or they say, you know, 
uh, have had stress or they give their excuse or reason or other people really do feel bad and they're like, wow, I'm really sorry. I didn't notice that. And I'm even more sorry that it affects you in such a negative way. But I specifically remember a few times that I didn't realize, you know, I, well, I mean, I realized my wife was splitting and having an episode and I throw my hands up and I'm like, okay, what, what now? What do you think I did? Or, you know, what's going on? You know, I get frustrated because, you know, in my mind, I didn't think I did anything. And sometimes she would come out and say it or other times she would just do that cold shoulder like, yeah, don't worry about it or nothing or, and you know, then finally she'd give in and she's like, I want to know right now, do you have somebody else? And I'm like, no, of course not. Why? Ah, oh, you know, it is, you know, compassion or cuddling or whatever. And, you know, sometimes I would get defensive and I'd explain, you know, what was going on, you know, whether it was most of the time at work or finances, um, you know, but I remember there was one time she like immediately came right down and she said, don't lie to me. I know you have somebody else. And I said, why would you think that? And she said, you know, you used to come up behind me and, you know, I'd be doing the dishes and you'd give me a kiss on the neck and tell me how beautiful I was or, you know, you'd come by and pinch me on the butt like, you know, when we were teens and, you know, now you just walk by me and you don't even acknowledge me and it gets lonely and I'm thinking, you know, that you have somebody else that you're giving your attention to them so you don't need to give it to me and that really made me sad and I actually started crying and I said, that's not it at all. So, you know, that's when I would tell her, you know, I'm thinking and I said, you know, it was because of whatever stresses or issues are going on. And I said, unfortunately, that just kind of took over my mind. And I said, you know, I didn't realize that I wasn't doing those things. And I profusely apologized. And I said, I am so sorry that it affected you so deeply and negatively and made you feel unloved. That's definitely not the case. I am still attracted to you and love you with all my heart and soul. And there is not anything that you don't fulfill. Um, you complete me 100% mentally and physically. And there's nobody else that could ever do that. And, you know, of course, again, people with BPD, you know, it depends what mode they're in. If they're, you know, in an offensive or defensive mode. And I would have to convince them and, you know, then I would do those things that, you know, she missed. And, but I would make sure that I told her, I'm not just doing that because you brought it up. I'm doing it because I used to always do that. And I want to fall back in the pattern of showing you love and compassion and that you are the only one. But all of us who have somebody in their life with BPD aren't so lucky. It usually causes... Uh, it's a huge trigger, and it causes them to split um, and makes them go into their normal um, defensive mode and their normal ways of um, what works for them, you know, with the, the hurtful words and shutting you out and screaming and yelling um, verbally and sometimes, you know, physically abusive. And, you know, us in our mind, we're thinking... 
you know, are you serious? This is nothing to be freaking out about. You know, the normal person would, you know, either cry, um, be hurt, or, you know, talk normal. But we got to understand the BPD mind doesn't think rationally. It doesn't think like, you know, most of us do. And I will never say, think like the normal person or, you know, normally, because they're not abnormal. They just have a different way of thinking, a different way of acting, a different way of communicating, a different way of defending. Um, their offense is completely different. It's not that it's normal or abnormal. Who's to say what we do is normal? What we do is, you know, for the general majority, um, communicate um, a certain way that is more effective. And, um, you know, we really got to stay away from the word of abnormal. But my suggestion is, is especially if you're having stressful times, if it's at work or just in life or financially, try to catch yourself and ask, is there anything that I'm doing that could upset or trigger my significant other with BP? And especially if it's something to do with love and compassion, try to catch yourself and realize you're only going to be making matters worse. Plus, you also have to remember that people with BPD are strangers to themselves. People tell them all the time they're not normal, that they're crazy, and other negative things. So they stop believing that they don't belong in society. So that's another reason why they become very defensive. And they feel that everybody around them, sometimes even strangers, look at them like they're crazy. So they're always on the defense. So most of them do require a lot more attention than most. Now also notice I didn't say than most normal people. Again, you got to stay away from abnormal and normal statements. But like my wife, she required a lot of attention. A lot of times she needed to be the center of attention. But that's almost two different things. But she did require, you know, a lot of attention. Some people call them high maintenance. But if you love them enough, it's not really considered high maintenance. You know, it may be a little bit more than, you know, whatever gauge, you know, regularly, um, you know, for some people, you know, more than others. But anyways, I always figured I love my wife enough. I can't give her enough love or enough attention, um, or at least now since we've gotten back together. So back in the past, you know, I used to tell her, um, you know, when she said she didn't feel loved or um, getting enough attention from me, I'm thinking to myself and telling her, are you kidding me? I tell you all the time I love you, but even though I may have said it two or three times a day, maybe she needed it six or seven times more a day. So if you love them enough, try to listen and see the signs and give them that little extra more attention. Is it really going to hurt you? That's your benefit too. If it will reduce the amount of fights and make your relationship a little bit better, then why not? You know, just like some cars. 
<clears throat> you know, you can put in regular gas, which is the cheapest stuff, and it'll run okay. Other ones, you have to put in a higher octane and pay a little bit more money to get it to run better. So if that's what it takes for you to get a little bit more power and run better, you're going to pay the extra few cents more a gallon. So the same thing with the relationship. So with that being said, I hope um, this has been a helpful episode. And those are my tips and suggestions, which has helped my relationship over the years um, get a little bit better and help with BPD being the wedge between us. But even since we got back together last May, our relationship has gotten so much more better that we've gotten along better in the past year than we have in the past 35 years. And actually, we're coming up on our 36-year anniversary. Even though we were apart for a year and a half and got divorced during that time, um, everything worked out for the better. And I realized how much I really do love her, how much I am willing to sacrifice. And with the ingredients of everything put together and with me putting in the extra effort and more understanding and love... Um, I think that's what helped her do a 180 and, you know, subsided the um, BPD symptoms, splitting, and the outbreaks, and that enabled us to get along so much more um, than we ever have. So, anyways, if you have somebody in your life with BPD, always try to understand and love them as much as you can, as much as possible, because they find it so hard to find themselves, even to love themselves to understand themselves and they think they don't fit in and they really do they're human beings they're just built a little bit differently than most of us and require a little bit more understanding but with that being said i hope you have a great day happy life